Okay, moms, has this ever happened to you? You've had a long day of work and household stuff. You're tired. You're stressed. And now you've got homework to do with the kids. Your kids are being loud and they're arguing with each other. And the hubby is late again. Now the kid's behavior is getting out of control and you finally lose it and yell. Then immediately feel terrible and you feel like you're the worst mom in the world. Did I just paint a pretty accurate picture of being a parent? Today, I'm so excited to have you listen in on this interview with Robin McMain, who happens to be a parent coach and public speaker. She helps parents build more connection and find more joy and cooperation to their parenting. It's not about being a perfect parent, but it's about being a peaceful parent. This chat is so good and Robin gives so many tips and strategies like how to avoid letting stress impact your kids, and how to be less frustrated with your kid's behavior. And by the way, Robin's definition of behavior will blow your mind. You'll also be able to discover your superpower at being a better parent. Okay, grab your coffee, pen, and a pad of paper. You do not want to miss this. Hey there, mom boss. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast, where we dive into Instagram, personal branding, marketing hacks, and content creation strategies, all while balancing family life. And don't forget, we do it the fun and easy way. I'm Allison Scholes, once a corporate marketing coordinator, a teacher, and now podcaster and coach. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. Go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee or wine, and hide in your closet. Let's get this party started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. And I'm really excited about this episode today because I have my friend Robin here and we're going to dive into not only family and business, but we're going to talk about parenting. So Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I really am so happy to be here, Allison. Thank you. And I'm happy you're here because I feel like I need some coaching because I know you are a parenting coach. You have a podcast and you have a book titled The Yelling Cure, which really, really intrigues me. But before we get into all of that fun jazz, I want you to just take this opportunity just to tell us, you know, you're a parenting coach, but what exactly do you do and why do you do it? Okay. So thank you for that. I, um, yeah, I used to be a really angry mom. Um, I was completely unprepared for this journey of motherhood. And, um, not only was I unprepared, I had a rough birth of my first child, right? I I was 11 days overdue. They finally induced me after 10 days. So that's two days of labor, um, which is not fun. And, you know, it resulted in a C-section and then, you know, my son wouldn't nurse and I, you know, I, I'd never even had an IV before. And so it really sent me down the spiral of like thinking I wasn't good enough. And also sort of seeing my son as a, like the enemy, like I can't get this kid to listen. And, and so it became sort of, you know, the thoughts in my head all sort of matched that, that this kid is ruining my life. <laughs> right. Um, and that was terrible for me to think that way at that time, especially because I thought I would be like mother earth. I wanted all of the babies. I thought I would be so nurturing and it kicked my butt so hard that I was angry. I was yelling and I didn't know where these emotions were coming from. They were coming out of nowhere. So I thought, uh, and 
and it came to, you know, I had another son and uh, it, it really came to a breaking point for me um, when I felt like I would get so mad that I was going to have a heart attack, like so angry. And I knew with like every cell in my body that this isn't the right way to do this. Like this wasn't right. And I worked full time in corporate career in marketing. And it wasn't until I really found out what peaceful parenting was all about, what intentional conscious parenting, it's all the same thing, was really all about. And I started to unravel why I was getting so angry, but I was also starting to understand why my kids were acting the way they were acting. Hmm. And all of that helped me to stop yelling. Now I'm not perfect. So let's just be clear every once in a while, you know, there's, there's going to be the odd, the odd time. My kids are teenagers. So sometimes, you know, it happens. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm perfect or they have to be perfect, but there is a way that you can really reduce it and just have more harmony, joy, and connection. And I like how you pointed out that we're not going to be perfect parents, but we can be more peaceful parents. And there's a huge huge difference. And as you're telling your story, I'm sitting here, like nodding my head going, I had those feelings too. Absolutely. And my right now, my newest feeling is I am new to homeschooling. So I now homeschool my eighth grader. And there is that like, am I good enough to do this? Are we going to get along? Is Mm. he going to listen to me the same way he listened to his teachers? Like it's all these emotions and I'm running a business. Oh my mm. goodness. How on earth am I going to create this life that I dream of? And now I'm homeschooling and we have the family and we have the business. So that's kind of like yeah. probably one of the first questions I'm going to jump in. And I'm sure the mm. audience probably has a zillion questions, but I know that my audience has kids and they yeah. have a business, whether it's a full-time business, whether it's a side gig or whether they're working. So how can we as moms get more work done with the kids at home? Mm. You know, first, I want you to know just for your situation with the homeschooling, I want you to just give yourself permission to let go of the way you think it should look Mm. right. And just accept what is and meet your child where they are not where you expect them to be and compare yourself because comparison is the thief of joy in every aspect, right? Of life. So I just want to say that to you. And then in terms of managing this family and work piece, look, I know from my own business that like my business is a one of my babies, like I love my business. I nurture my business. I probably spend more time in my business than I do with my boys who are teenagers, like I said. So, you know, uh, they don't really want to spend that much time with me anymore, which is okay. Um, but you know, what we know for sure is stress is contagious, right? We talk about stress and stress is contagious. We are passing stress back and forth. In fact, you can, you can say that your stress affects, um, affects eight people, right? So it it will affect the person who you yelled at, plus then they will go and affect a couple people and then they will, and they will, and they will, right? So it's like seven degrees of separation, like the, the, um, what's his name? Um, Kevin, is it Kevin um, from Footloose? Kevin Bacon. Is it the Kevin Bacon? Yes, yes, yes. Seven degrees of seven, whatever. Anyway, okay. So here's what you want to do, right? You want to really put um, a boundary in place for yourself, for your work, and for your family. And so, whether that's a physical boundary, 
um, which is great if you can separate your office space from, you know, where you're doing homeschooling or, or, or what have you, right? Most of us are working from home who are entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people are working from home because of the pandemic. But um, you really want to have a time that you stop working. And there's a reason why you want to do that. You want to hold a sacred time that you stop working because you'll actually be more productive when you have an end time, because like, let's say you want to stop at four o'clock or two o'clock, you know, two hours before you're going to start to say, oh my gosh, I've only got two hours left. I got to hustle. So then you hustle your buns and you get the work done for the most part. Right. But then what we often do is we go straight into mom mode, right? Straight into mom mode. And actually we need to take a couple of minutes to not do that because we need to let go of work and we need to take sort of psych ourselves up, ourselves up for our kids. Right. So because if, because they're going to bring stress to us too, and we need to be resilient for that. So what I want you to do is set that time and then give yourself five to 10 minutes, right? You may not even need that much, but I want you to take a moment and check in with yourself. What is going on with you right now? Did you have you know, a client that was rude to you? Did you lose a sale? Did you get a sale? Did you, um, you know, did you meet your goals? Uh, you know, what, like what happened? Maybe you're in a really good space. Maybe you're in a neutral space. Maybe you're in a not so good space, whatever it is, just notice it. Not here to judge it. You're not here to tell yourself any stories about it. Just notice it. And then I want you to set an intention. So I, I notice that I'm feeling agitated right now. I know that I'm feeling I'm feeling some feelings about work that are not good, let's say, right? So my intention is to leave work and be fully present with my kids. Or my intention is to, you know, play with them and be fully present, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is that you can do. And one of the things that I do is when I'm away from work, like my mind never stops, you know, that I'm sure, right. You just never stop. So I literally have these little dollar store pads, which I know you can't see because we don't use the video, but they're, they're just dollar store pads. And I'll just write down the thoughts that come to my mind when I'm cooking or when I'm with my kids or whatever. So that way I don't forget them, but I can still stay in the moment with my kids and my family. Cause there's lots going on all the time. So, so that's one way to really stop that stress from, from infecting your family. And it, and it shows you how to show up with some resilience when your kids come at you. Right. I love that. And going back to what you said earlier about the boundaries and setting an end time, because I'll tell you that really works because before my homeschooling journey, I really had like any time during the day to do my work. So I would like sporadically do it here, do it there, pick up my phone, spend too much time on Instagram. But now I'll tell you what, homeschooling is set from 8 30 to 12 30 in the morning. I only work now from one to four and I am super focused and I get more done in those three hours than I did before. So that is so true, but I love that. So now I need to start practicing and hopefully the moms that are listening that at my end time, four o'clock, be intentional, check in with myself. How am I feeling? Recognize it. And then move on and be intentional with the family, getting into dinner and doing whatever and talking to them about their day. 
Yeah. yeah I really, really love that. Now I do have a follow-up question to that. And maybe okay. some families experience this. I know sometimes we do that a husband walks in maybe before mm-hmm. dinner, sitting down for dinner and you know exactly what kind of day they had from the look mm-hmm. on their face. Mm-hmm. And if I know, then I know my kids know. How, what kind of advice would you give to, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like say, oh, dad, you're all bad. No, it could be moms too walking in. <laughs> so after a rough, st- stressful day, or if we have parents working in a very high stress environment, and when they walk in that door and you can tell the emotion is written all over their face, it does impact the family for the rest of the night. What's your advice yes. on that? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a really good question. And really all you can do is really control yourself. And I think what you can do is invite your spouse to do the same thing you're doing by being intentional, right? You know, if your house, if your uh, spouse is coming to the door and so maybe they've had a commute, use that commute to decompress, right? You know, I think that we have to be uh, accountable for the energy that we bring into our homes and, and knowing, I mean, there is research that shows we pass stress back and forth and back and forth. And so it, and, and our kids don't know what to do with that stress. They feel it. Right. I mean, you, mm. you can go into a room where two people have been fighting and you go in the room and they're just sitting facing each other and you know, there's been a fight cause you can feel it. Right. So it's palpable. And so um, you know, really saying, sitting down with your spouse and saying, look, you know, we are responsible for this and our kids don't know how to deal with it. So they actually respond in behavior. We don't like that. We want to change because they're stressed. Right. And a lot of times parents will come to me and they'll, they'll talk about their kids behavior and this and that. And it actually turns out they're reacting to the relationship between mom and dad that is mm-hmm. unstable. And our kids need us to be their best bet. They need us to be a strong pillar of support for them where where we have boundaries with them too that are enforced with love and acceptance and empathy instead of punishments and, you know, criticism and insults, you know? Um, So, so really saying like, this is the way our family wants to be. This is where our family needs to be. And you're a part of this too. And no one's perfect, right? So your spouse comes in the door and you see it, you know, I would go to my spouse and I would say, Hey, it looks like you, because by the way, like, I don't want his help if he's going to be a grouch, right? He's totally that guy. And so I would just go to him and I would just say, Hey, babe, it looks like you've, you're like, you're, you're not okay right now. What can I do to help you? What do you need right now? Do you want to go and just do a quick workout? Do you want to go walk the dog? Like, what do you need right now? Because I don't want your energy in here anyway. Not that I would say that, but like, what can I do to support you instead of like, don't you bring that energy in here or, you know, whatever, that's not going to help. Like we're a partnership, you know, and my husband and I, you know, and, and I know we're talking sort of in general terms, but I, you know, bring it to my, to my family, you know, I would just say, Hey babe, like, look, you're not okay. And I got this, I got this for us. So you go do what you need to do. Right. That's what I would do. Yeah. I love that. And I want to get into, cause you taught, you said a keyword behavior. And that's where I want to go to next is kids behavior. But on a side note, do you find that 
parents are having a hard time parenting because of the wonderful distraction of a cell phone. Yeah. 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 And, and I have seen boys and girls using technology differently. I see girls more social and boys more gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it is tough. And I think that, you know, what we do, um, unintentionally, but we do it is we give our kids these devices and we kind of like give them to them and like, here you go. And sort of like, you know, wash our hands of it. But if they displease me in any way, I will take that away. So we've said yes to something that actually has strings attached and we haven't really explained what the expectations are. Maybe we've given them to our kids too young, whatever it is, we need to have some boundaries and some rules around that technology piece because, well, for lots of reasons, because it's dangerous for one, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there, there are people that wake up every day to hurt a child and they're out there actively searching for them. Right. And so we need to protect our kids. And so therefore I do need to have access to things. You need to, to act a certain way. You know, what are your family values around that? Like, do you, is kindness and good manners a part of it? Well, a part of your family values, well, then you need to show that on social media too. And that's really hard for kids because especially boys, because that social aspect of things is hard for them to work out. Hmm. And I feel like you and I could probably have a whole other episode just on kids and technology and boundaries and parenting. And maybe we will do that yeah. if the audience requests it, but I want yeah. to kind of um, channel over to behavior. Cause you mentioned behavior. that earlier how as parents, can we be less frustrated with our kids' behaviors? Okay. Two major things here. One behavior is never good or bad. It's just communication. And two, it's never personal. It's never about you. Even if it feels personal, it's never about you. So when we look at really what behavior is telling us with our kids, first know that they don't come to us with fully grown brains. So you have to understand that you're not dealing with little mini adults at all. You're dealing with children who are growing and developing slowly, but surely. And our brains, the prefrontal cortex is the last part of the brain to grow. And it is responsible for reasoning, rational thought, problem solving, for forecasting consequences, for understanding cause and effect, for regulating emotions, regulating uh, impulse control, executive functioning. All of the most important things do not, for one, come online until the age of seven, that prefrontal cortex. And it doesn't finish growing until the age of 25, almost to 30. Wow. Boys take longer. Yes. So I look at my 16 year old and I'm like, no, we got 10 more years. We should be okay. (laughs) You know? So, so you've got to know that. And so to unravel that behavior piece, you have to also know that they're the reason they're behaving the way they are is either there is a need that isn't getting met. There's a feeling that's unvalidated or there's a skill they don't have yet, yet, but they will eventually. And so we just have to meet them where they are, not where we think they should be. And boy, do we get mixed up with where we think they should be, right? Mm -hmm. Because we make it about us and it's never about us. Right. Yeah. Wow. That was really just kind of mind blowing when you said behavior is, I mean, I really want our audience to listen to this behavior is not good or bad. 
behavior is just communication. Yeah. And like, when you just said that, like the light bulb just went off, like, yeah, they're just communicating whatever they're feeling or their emotions, or maybe something they don't know. Exactly. Or they don't know how to react to. Oh, that's just so good. Yes. And with that whole brain piece, like really when I, when I talk about parenting, I talk about the brain a lot because it's so fascinating to see how it works. And our kids, until they're, until they're seven, when that big, uh, when that big growth spurt happens and they start to grow that prefrontal cortex, they actually live in their emotional brains, which means they see everything through emotion. They interact through emotion and they deal with things through emotion. Mm. Right. And so that's why we have meltdowns and meltdowns are just a pressure valve to let our kids blow off some steam so that they can get over it. But we've learned to not do that because it's not socially acceptable. We've learned to numb our feelings, to bury our feelings, shove them down, all the things, right? Deny that we have feelings, like don't even go there, you know? So it's uncomfortable when our kids show big emotions too, right? Um, And then that whole communication piece, right? Our kids, when they are communicating in that way, like when they're young, they don't understand. The problem is because they don't have rational thought. They don't understand their feelings. They don't know how to deal with them and they don't know how to, how to articulate them. So maybe it comes out as I hate you, or maybe it comes out as them pushing their brother or sister over or whatever it is, right? It comes out as behavior that you want to change. But actually, if you can look at the behavior and say, okay, what, like, just be curious about it. That's really the key is just how come, how come you did that? How come you don't want to do that? Like, let's talk about it and then let's work it out. That's the next step, right? I don't need to punish you to, to, to get you to do better. I just need to teach you and I need to work with you. That's it. Punishment doesn't work anyway. So, right. And I love that you said yeah. that because just the last week, I think uh, my youngest son just kind of lashed out and he said, I don't love my brother. And I was like, oh, and when you said it's not about you, cause I took it personal. Cause I thought yeah. I'm the worst mom ever. I didn't teach you about love. Like, of course I did, but he was just, again, just, we needed that communication piece. And of course we talked it out, but I did in the beginning, take it so personal. And I think that's what, and correct me if I'm wrong, but as parents, I would think most of the time we react to the behaviors personally, and that's when the yelling starts. Oh, heck yeah. And really what it is, like, I, I, I look at it as like a situation is sort of uh, neutral, right? But beside the situation, if you were to look at it, like on a diagram, there is this triangle, right? And this is really the cognitive behavioral therapy triangle that I, that I use and I talk about. And, and the first thing that happens at the top of the triangle are your thoughts about that situation, right? And usually that's like subconscious thought. It's just like autopilot, like you ruin everything or you're the worst, or I'm a bad mom or, you know, whatever you'll never learn or, you know, whatever, right. You never listen. And then that leads to your feelings, which is one corner of the um, triangle, and then that creates your reactions, which is the other corner, right? And so if we can change what we think about the situation, like, huh, I wonder what's really going on, that'll change your feelings and it'll change your reaction. So it's really a mental game. So does that help lead from yelling to being a better listener? Like how can parents be a better listener? Oh gosh. Listening is your superpower as a parent. If you can listen 
But here's the thing. You don't, you have to, like when your kids want to talk to you, you want to listen, you know, and there's those times it's usually at bedtime, right? They become philosophers at bedtime. Like, why couldn't you have told me this stuff earlier? But no, you want to tell it all to me now. Okay, great. Fine. Okay. I can sit for another five minutes or 10, (laughs) but when they have something to say, if you can listen to them without judgment, without thinking, you know what they're going to say next. And even if you're trying to work something out with them, if you can listen to them and you listen for understanding, not to respond, that is a massive change in the way we we can listen to our kids. And by the way, that's a great way to listen to your spouse. It's a great way to listen to your clients as well. You just listen and you listen for understanding and then you repeat back what you heard them say. So what I hear you saying is this, and, and you're doing that now when you and I talk right? You're saying, okay, so you're going to do this, 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 and this. Okay. Did I hear that right? Yes. Okay. So that's great. And if I got it wrong, then here's your chance to correct me. Right. And on a fundamental human level, all we want is to be heard and to know that we matter and listening. will do that for your kids, especially when you, when you really tune into them and really listen to them. Robin, I just love everything you just said. And I really feel that we could just go on and on and on and just fall down a continuous rabbit hole of parenting and yelling and stress and all that great stuff. But I really would love my audience to connect with you. So where can they connect with you? And then make sure you tell us about a certain toolbox that you mentioned before I hit record. So tell us more about that. Oh, thank you, Allison. Like, seriously, this has been, this has been so good. So, okay. So I have a book called The Yelling Cure, right? It's, uh, and again, please know that that comes from my trial and error, right? That it comes from me not being a parent, you know, who could control my emotions. I couldn't, I was having more tantrums than my kids. And so my book, you can get it at yellingcurebook.com. And um, it comes with a parent implementation guide. It comes with a video vault as well, where you've got all of these resources to really help you. So it's not just a book. It's it's an action plan for your family too. Uh, and then uh, I have a podcast called Parenting Our Future. And with, with that podcast, I have a companion site called the Parent Toolbox. And it literally is what it, what it's, what it says. It is a toolbox of resources. There's over 50 in there now that are from me and my work and also from the amazing guests that I have on my show. So if your child has frequent meltdowns, I have a, a, a handout all on what to do in the face of a meltdown. If your child doesn't listen, I give you the steps to get your child to listen the first time. Almost anything that you can come up with or, or have struggles with is there from sleep issues to behavior issues, to drug and alcohol abuse, to you know, we talked about how dangerous cell phones are to protecting your child from porn and and porn refusal to this week. I was talking to a sex expert. So, you know, there's that too. So anyway, you can go to the parent toolbox at www.parent-toolbox.com. That's it. I love it. I'm going to make sure that I have all your links in the show notes. And honestly, I hope everyone connects with you because this just quick half hour talk, I feel like is just surface level things that you do for families and helping them just connect on a much healthier and peaceful way without the stress of being perfect. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. If you love today's episode, 
then please head over to iTunes, social media for mompreneurs and leave a review. Your review helps grow the show. And don't forget, head to bossladyandsweatpants.com to grab all my freebies and hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.